Okay, so I'm here with uh, Liz Messiah, formerly Liz Pearson. Um, my name is Matt Whiteman, and uh, we're here at the QSO VSO 50th anniversary celebration. Um, so, Liz, tell me, tell me a little bit what you did. Where did you go? Um, we were in uh, Limbang, Sarawak, in East Malaysia, and. Uh, it was a government school, and uh, we were teaching. I was teaching um, forms one to five, and or forms yeah one to five. Um, it was a British-run uh, system, so um, I was te basically teaching high school and the equivalent of first year university. Okay. And uh, I was teaching English. Those were in the days when they seemed to assume that if you were white and educated, you could teach anything. Yeah. 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 Which wasn't true. So what's your reaction to that now, looking back? Just to get started? Well, I was just talking to people upstairs, and I, and I said that I thought that um, being a CUSA volunteer is something that you should do when you're young and don't know any better. Because if you know too much and you're going in, then you're going to anticipate all these problems. Um, I remember looking at the curriculum for, I don't know, Form 4 maybe, and thinking, hmm, I've never read that Shakespeare play, so, oh no, I know Romeo and Juliet, I'll teach that one. Oh, wow. You know, and so there were other people who had more sort of technical courses. Uh, my husband at the time was asked to teach science and biology, and he had a degree in commerce. And so we had to get a friend back home to send textbooks because he had no clue. Oh, wow. But you know, you just, you know, you just know how to learn. So that's, and you know a little bit about how to teach because you've been taught. Mm -hmm. But you just go ahead and do it. That's a. Uh... <laughs> it was pretty amazing, actually, and you know, really sort of inappropriate. But on the other hand, uh, Shakespeare applies everywhere. Could I get a it's a, you know, I taught Romeo and Juliet, okay. so they could relate to that, but, the, uh, but it was very colonial, yeah. you know, very much. It was amazing. What kind of impact do you think that had? What? The colonial part? Yeah. Well, uh, it was huge, um, and they have, <laughs> they have three basic cultural groups in, in uh, Sarawak. The Chinese, who did the money stuff, mm -hmm. the Indians, who were the uh, money keepers, uh, the shops, shop people, by and large, and uh, the Malays, who were the Aboriginal people, and there was clear, and they, but they also had the uh, political power, and so you could see the influence of the political power and the, the colonial sort of interface when things would happen, like kids would say to you, uh, this is Mark I'm Chinese and um, I'm Chinese and I'm going to pass because the government wants me to pass. Or when they would, Chinese would say to me, um, this I think is going to be confusing. With the two of us doing it at once. Yeah. Uh, that's okay. Um, perhaps if the uh, one example would be that in, in order to go from Form 4 to Form 5, which was basically um, first year university mm -hmm. equivalent, they had to write provincial exams or, or nationwide exams. And I remember um, that the Chinese um, students exams would get to Kuching, which was the, the, the marking center. 
and somehow the Malaysia, the Malay, the Aboriginals, their stuff would fall into the boat. Right. And uh, you know, it was it was just really clear. And the ki- and the Chinese kids would say to me, um, well, "I don't have to do the homework. You can't make me because I'm going to pass anyhow." Wow. Go to like, uh, the village oh. <clears throat> that must have been challenging. Mm-hmm. Well, yeah, it was. And, uh, and uh, they were in, um, you know, they were bright, but they were so very privileged, and, and they knew it. And um, and the Malays would also say that, you know, the... Uh, or, uh, the Malays, or, I made a mistake, the Malays were not the Aboriginal groups. The Malays were the politically powerful people. But they had, um, they had been basically the, uh, the, the fishers, and uh, they were seacoast people. And they were not very sophisticated, but they had taken political power. And so they also would say, you can't make me do anything because uh, as a Malay or as a Chinese, but particularly as a Malay, they would... they would just know that they would be passed and that they would go on to university or go on to school. Uh, time, and the Aboriginals were at the bottom of the heap. We put an Aboriginal girl through school. We paid for her uh, uh, her community college after we left because we knew otherwise she, she wouldn't succeed. Mm-hmm. Do you see any parallels between that situation and, and the situation here in Canada at all? Absolutely. <laughs> if you're Aboriginal, it doesn't seem to matter where you are. You get dumped on, yeah. and uh, your culture and your and your society just gets trashed. Um, yeah, it was very similar. But at the time, you know, I, I learned a lot because I I was young and privileged and didn't know better. And so I think uh, it was very important to be able to go and say, oh. Really? Uh, is that how they do it? <laughs> you know, I had never. My dad was in the Air Force and uh, for many years, and so I had, and you know, a child of the Cold War. But I remember going to the first sort of mandatory party in Limbang, which was they had lots of holidays there. So was, and we were basically told we were expected to go to the local government head guys um, reception. And he walked up to me and well, said, uh, the biggest challenge Hello, uh, Liz, how's, uh, I understand your sister-in-law and brother are doing well. And I thought, hmm. And he just, you know, he just made, he just was letting me know that they had, in, they had other information about us. Wow. And, uh, I mean, it was, it was just like, oh, okay. And so, I mean, nowadays I'd be outraged. In those days I thought, doesn't he have other things to worry about than <laughs> what they're doing? But they had a lot of information about us. Um, what kinds of advice would you give to, to somebody who's going abroad these days? Take as much of your own values and, and, uh, and uh, put them aside as much as you can, but don't be afraid of them. Um, we don't need to turn the world into a mini Canada. We need to help people know that they're okay as they are and that they have the skills and the abilities to work with um, whatever they have. Um, it was an amazing it was an amazing experience the uh, 
the extra you know, I didn't realize right. until yeah, a few years ago that during the insurrection, in, when uh, the Indonesians were trying to take over um, Sarawak, uh, that one of the larger battles had been right outside my house there. Yeah. And I went, oh, I'm glad I didn't know. <laughs> you know? Yeah, I was like, oh, I was not impressed. Um, so you said it was a really great experience. Can you tell me a little bit more about some of the positive things that you, you experienced while you were there? I learned how little you need in the world. I'm still grateful for hot water. The water water truck would come, and uh, whenever it came, it was a big deal, and they would fill a a big tub on the the roof, and it was amazing how quickly it would get really hot. I learned that uh, you can really do with very little. You don't need a whole lot of stuff to do just fine. Um, And that... People really are the same everywhere. It's the the power issues that that get in the way. And, um, God, there's just so many stories about about good times. I went up up river, uh, and that was very powerful. And one of the things I remember was we had flown, we had walked up river right up basically to the border, uh, to a place called Bakalala. And when we were coming back, well, we, we, yeah, we were coming back, and we were late getting back to school because of the weather. But this pilot had come okay. and to pick us up, and I had he, he didn't know where we were, and he didn't know where to take us. And so we were flying over the jungle, and the students were saying, a little bit to the left, a little bit to the right, because. Oh, that's my uncle's, my uncle's longhouse, and so we sort of got back that way, and uh, and you just sort of took it in stride, um, and I think that's one of the things you need to be able to do is just take it in stride. The um, we'd gone up for Christmas, the Christmas break. And it was rice harvest time, and we had walked part way, and I've been trying to remember where we walked to to get out. But we walked and went, and somebody in, in somebody's longhouse, um, and there was a Peace Corps volunteer with us, who I think had been one of Robert Kennedy's speechwriters, if I recollect. I mean, but anyhow, they they decided that they'd look after these silly white people until. The plane came, but nobody knew when the plane was coming. So for two or three days, I think it was, we were basically alone in this, the three of us, in this room in the longhouse. And and, um, Robert, my then husband, and I can see him, but I can't remember his name, the CUSO guy, took pieces of paper and made a chess set, like tore up pieces of paper and made a chess set. Oh, wow. And I read a big fat the right. French lieutenant's woman, and then event and they came two or three yeah. times a day and yeah. gave us food, um, that's um, and that was it. And we just sort of thought, oh well, you know, we'll get we'll go sometime. And so I think for a CUSO volunteer, anybody who's yes. going overseas oh, yes. for anything, um, you need to be able to just sort of take it as it comes, but also have a sense of your own boundaries and your own limits mm-hmm. uh, for safety. Yeah. But. It's a great piece of advice. Yeah, well, it's about all you can do. You know, I remember looking down in the river and somebody saying, Is that a crocodile? 
I don't know. Oh well, is it a, is it a you know is it a cobra? I don't know. Cobras don't swim. Oh okay. <laughs> you know that, so that was so very much um, what I would suggest now. Well, thanks very much for for sharing that with us. You're welcome. You're welcome.